Welcome to What The Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Christelle Rubio, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit, from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind-the-scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of, what does being fit mean to you? My guest today is a writer, speaker, poet, and attorney. She practices in the areas of estate planning and probate at Keller, Barrett, and Higgins, and all women practice. In addition to her daily work, one of her professional goals is to destigmatize and educate on the importance of planning for death and dying, and by doing so, protecting generational wealth. She does this with humor and grace. Please welcome Whitney Ellison. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks. It's great to be here. I'm really excited to talk about the planning of our imminent deaths. I, You know, it's an exciting topic. <laughs> it is. It is an exciting yeah. topic. Before we dive into that, though, I really just need to vent for a second about the weather. Please. Because we're going on day, like, 600? 29 out of 31, mm-hmm. where we have seen no sun. Yeah. We have had two days of sun in the month of January. Yes. Are you watching True Detective by any chance? I am not. You should watch it. Okay. On HBO. It's really good. I won't give any spoilers away, but they say this in the very start, the very first episodes. This is not a spoiler. But the show centers around this town in Alaska near the Arctic Circle. Oh, I've heard about this. And on December 17th, the sun sets for the last time and doesn't rise again, I don't know, for like like through the the rest of the year. Yeah, is it like... Five weeks at least, something, something like that, yeah, where it is yeah. just night, and people go fucking crazy. Oh uh, yeah, like they have to really think about the leadership of law enforcement in these isolated communities because they don't see the sun. Yeah, and that's what I feel like is happening in Cincinnati right now. They turn we into vampires. Are all going nuts? We're mm-hmm. all sick. Mm-hmm. I've had a fucking cold for I don't can't tell you how long. I think it's truly because, like, we, we haven't had the sun. And we've got, like, sub-zero temps turning into 60s the next uh-huh. day. So uh-huh. we're uh-huh. also a Petri dish. Uh-huh. It's really great. Dry. Mm-hmm. I've been so dry. Mm-hmm. Like, every ounce of moisture sucked out of my body. I was so pissed today that I was like, you know what? Fuck you, son. <laughs> I didn't even like you anyway. I don't want you back. I don't need you. Get out of my life. Are your lips on fire? <laughs> My lips are so miserable. My under my nose. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Like I feel. Do you remember the old? I don't know if it was like tish, Kleenex was or it whatever. Alka-Seltzer? No, it was Kleenex with the yeah. with the. They had the little animation puffs. and the the little noses were red. Yep. That's yep. what I look like. Yep. No. Perpetually. I feel that. Yeah. We just got done with strep for my four year old. Um, yeah, I anticipate her getting it at least four more times before school She's gets gonna have out. She's going to get her tonsils out. Um, that's my hope. Yeah. You know, but. I got mine out in second grade after like the 1700th. I was 23 when I got mine. Mm -hmm. My sister just got hers out at like 28. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. Were you getting sick a lot? Yeah. 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 I had, yeah, I had mine out early, so it was, it was cool, but. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. I've just been like really, this, this. 
a combination of we're recording this on the thirty first, as will come out in February, but that it's still January. Yeah. That it was st- like, if you think about January, like New Year's Day, mm-hmm. and then you think about it was three hundred years ago. It was three lifetimes yep. ago. Yep. But you know, February is simply an extension of January. <sighs> but at least it's at least it's a new month. At it's least just, at least it's a marker of like we got through one of the one of them. It's just time to fly somewhere warm for a weekend. I know. That's you know, I don't I know. know what else to say. I know. Truly there is nothing else to say. I, I think that we've just all gotta like just know that we're in it together. Yeah. We're all going insane together. Mm-hmm. We're all depressed together. Mm-hmm. There is hope in that. Yeah. I just take my Lexa Pro, you know, (laughs) drink my water, drink drink a little wine at night. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get through it. Try to get some sleep. Absolutely. (laughs) We'll try to get through it. What else are you going to do except sleep? I don't know. I I I really don't know. But no, I had to get it off my chest before we we dive into this today. But this is a really important topic of conversation. Yeah. And I think about how, like... You know, we plan for vacations. We plan for kids going to college. We plan for retirement. Like, the girlies love to plan. Mm -hmm. And, like, what better thing to plan for than the one thing that for sure is is going to happen to you? There's no doubt about it. We are all going to die. So that's a fact. It's one of the few truths everyone is turning off this podcast yeah now. they're like bye, Fuck bye this. everybody <laughs> you're talking about depressing weather see you another and you're day talking about death <laughs> i gotta go it's january <laughs> <laughs> yes. perfect timing no but it's 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 true yeah it is true and and actually it can be a really interesting topic but first we have to like move through the like you said the point and the fact that we're all going to die someday, yeah. you know? Once you can get past that, it becomes more objective. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's it's just like something that needs to be cared for. That's right. It's just something that needs to be cared for. Your legacy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, so today we want to talk about a couple different things. We want to first to destigmatize the topic of death mm-hmm. and talk about the importance of having things in place. And I have been on the receiving end when my brother died. Uh, sure. Like, things were not in place. It's a it's a clusterfuck. Yeah. It's expensive. It's time consuming. It's resource consuming, and then on top of that, you're obviously like grieving for the person that you loved, mm-hmm. and you have this brain fog, and like it's it's the last thing you want to do is have a lawyer on the phone to figure out how the fuck do we get the truck out of probate and get it into my brother's name. Like yeah. it's 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 massive. Oh, headache. and cars are always the thing that gets stuck in probate. Yep. 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 Exactly. And it was just like, okay, we need another twenty five hundred. Okay, we need another 1500 You know, like, yeah. just, like, whatever to, like, get it to get it going. Mm-hmm. So those two things. Um, and we want to diffuse the idea of attorneys being stuffy Having and insufferable. Having a giant stick up their ass. But I think, like, we will prove that with you just by you being yourself. Thank you. But we'll come through. I just actually had – I was thinking about you today because I had to have a call with our corporate legal counsel around – a situation mm-hmm. that we're dealing with. And at the start of the call, it was really like, oh, fuck, this <laughs> fucking corporately. <laughs> and she's just like being exactly how you would imagine a corporate buttoned up, buttoned up. But like, and like also, I, I, sometimes it comes to me like they, th- like I feel like I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> 
you're with the principal. Where, where I'm like, okay, so I want to make sure I'm doing this thing right. So like, mm-hmm. can you give me advice? But like, just by the fact that me coming to them, I feel like I'm doing something. <laughs> so we're, but we don't, we're going to get rid of that. We're going to yeah. get rid of that. Lawyers yeah, are going to Yeah, I want to talk us. about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so I think maybe the best place to start is you and I sat down. Yep. You and I got together and we went through a lot of different documents and forms, kind of get my estate, yep. my affairs in order. That's right. Um, God forbid something should happen to me. I was also thinking about this today. I was like, let this be, because most of the time I want people to talk about when I'm like doing something good or like I've got my shit together on something or like, oh yeah, look how Crystal has is taken care of. I don't want this to be one of those things. I don't want to, I don't want anyone to be like, oh, well, thank God she had all of her shit together when she, you know, right, right. overdosed in London. Right. You, in don't need the, like, you don't whatever. need this to be like, admirable I, I post-mortem. Don't, I don't. Yeah, I get it. No, no, no. But what you can, what you can do is say how peaceful it is to have that shit behind you. Yeah. Right. That's not, it's not a thought. Yeah. And my, it's not a thought for my family. Yep. Everything's good. Yeah. Okay. So where should we start? Which, which one should we start with? What's well, top of the order. I think um, I think maybe let's get through kind of the technical stuff first. Okay. Let's talk about estate planning for, okay. for a let's, hot minute. Let's do that. Know? Okay. Um, so when we met, you and I, we looked at all of your assets. We looked at the uh, structure of you with your family. Mm-hmm. And you had some key decisions to make, mm-hmm. like who was going to be designated as your beneficiary, the person yeah. to get your stuff. Yeah. Um, important decision, right? Who will be in charge? Your executor. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you want to make medical decisions for you mm-hmm. on your health care power of attorney? Um, do you want to sign a living will and express, you know, end of life decisions that are that are instruct doctors? Yeah. Um, yeah. As to what to do. So all of these things are the conversations that we had and um, determined based on the based on your background, what was best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we came up with was the simple will package. Yep. Um, there's also another document, a trust, that's an option. But for for the sake of talking about our experience, mm-hmm. I'll just go through real quick the simple will package, and then I'll touch on trust because everybody – it's kind of like this mystery yeah, we, document. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We you know? like Yeah, and I didn't necessarily have to go with the trust because I don't have children. So – and is that kind of like the big – it's a big like one. Nieces, nephews. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think, um, and we'll and we'll we'll come back to this. Okay. But I think to answer that question, if you are thinking about leaving any of your estate to minor children, uh, like say if you don't have kids, your nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. or you know wh- whatever that looks like, yeah, um, yeah, having a trust in place is going to help a lot. And yeah, I'll, I'll explain about that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so, in the state of Ohio. Um, there, you know, you have your will, your healthcare power of attorney, and uh, your power of attorney in mm-hmm. your living will. Yep. Um, and then you also have this really cool law in the state of Ohio where um, you can file an affidavit, a transfer on death mm-hmm. affidavit for transfer your real estate. Yeah. If you ha- own a house, yep. it doesn't, e- you own real estate. It doesn't even have to be where your mortgage is paid off. You just mm-hmm. have to have the title in your name. Yep. So you can file this affidavit de- designating a beneficiary. Wow, it's late. My mouth is getting garbly. <laughs> designating a beneficiary should something happen to you mm-hmm. so that the transfer of your home stays out of probate. Right. So those are the documents we discussed. Yep. 
And what we decided to do was that affidavit, put that in place. Yep. So uh, my house then, if something should happen to me, it will just kind of like transfers, right? Yep. 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 So it would transfer because we would just file a survivorship affidavit at that mm-hmm. point saying this happened. It, this house is now titled in this person's name. Yeah. Um, there is the will, which the will does a couple of things. In your case, it was appointing an executor to be in charge of your estate mm-hmm. and it was designating your beneficiaries. It can yep. also designate a guardian if you have minor children. That's extremely important to Ooh, know. Yeah. Even if you don't do a trust if you have minor children, this is your number one reason to do a will, unless you want a judge to pick your guardian for you. Oh my God, that so, sounds like yeah. the worst thing. Right, right. Is that what happens? Like if people do not have anything in place and they, and, and you know, either both parents die or you're a single parent for what, whatever. Right. It, the, the judge, is someone allowed to step forward and be like, hey, absolutely, I'm grandma, I'll take them. Yes, grandma can step forward. Other people can step forward. But if there is, um, if there's a contest between. Yeah, right. Like one of multiple people yeah, were like, I want to do right. it. Then it's up to the court's discretion. Or God. nobody steps forward and then the children could possibly become wards of the state. So you really. Start to every good movie in the right, 90s. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Cue Claire Danes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, you know, that's that's like the drastic side of things. Right, but at okay. the same time, it can happen. Mm-hmm. So that's the will, you know. Um, the other thing to know about the will that um, a lot of people don't understand is that a will does not prevent your assets from going through probate. It is an instruction sheet to the probate court to say, here's who I'm appointing my executor, here's where I want my stuff to go, Uh and here's who my nominated guardian is. And I should say, the will actually doesn't appoint a guardian, it nominates a guardian, and then the court has to approve of this individual. And that's a good thing, because if you nominate someone that you don't know has some kind of scary criminal background... Mm -hmm then the court can get in front of that. So the court has to approve your nominee. Do they approve like when the time that you're filing the will or like putting the will or is it like do they approve if they need to step forward? It's a whole separate probate process. You have to file a guardianship application and go through that. So and it could be um, also through the family court doing custodial things, which is not my wheelhouse, but Mm -hmm. I've seen it both ways. Like especially if you're like divorced Mm. um, and maybe maybe that parent had majority custody. Mm-hmm. Now you've got a family court issue and you may have to file a guardianship. Just depends on the facts. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not automatic. Nothing's automatic. No, no, nothing is automatic uh-uh. in this, any, any of this system, nope. any situation. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nothing is easy. No, it's not. Um, so anyway, that's, that's the will. Um, and you cannot automatically be the executor, even though you're appointed the executor. The court has to issue a certified document called the letters of authority, at least in Ohio, it's called the letters of authority. And it says this person is the executor. If you die without a will, the person appointed in charge of your estate is called the administrator. Okay. Okay. All right. Moving on. I don't want to get, put your people to sleep. Okay. Um, No, this is good information. It it is good information. It's a little dry. Yeah, but we need to know. We do. We do. We need to know. Yes. Especially like this was so appealing for me to talk about originally. I probably should have said this earlier. Because now that I'm in this, like, single womanhood, like, I am the queen of my kingdom. I have to make all the decisions and figure out all the shit. Like, if I need a new furnace or if, like, the plumbing's going bad or if my fireplace needs serviced. Like, all of these jobs (laughs) 
that I must say I don't believe belong with women, but that's another topic of conversation. But now they do. They belong with me, and I have to figure it out. And, like, they're th- these things, they don't, we're not readily available to know about. No, you know, like, not. there's not a class... A class in school, or people aren't talking about this. It's not shared openly, right. so I think it's good to like. I I, I actually want to fucking do a podcast with like a plumber. <laughs> yeah, I love it. A, an HVAC technician, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a roofer. Like I need, like I need to know things. Sure, and like the boys just know things. Well, and vocational Some trades boys. are so valuable. Oh my gosh. I I think that yeah I think that that would be actually really fantastic. Yeah, it's very I, smart. We need like how to like take care of a house one hundred and one. Yep. Like what like in a toolbox? What does this tool do? Yep. What's this kind of elbow pipe called? Like, can I have a basic idea of how my plumbing works? I love that. <laughs> anyone? I love that. If anyone is listening that knows someone that could fit the bill to explain to all of us like how house this morning <laughs> like well, I own it and I don't fucking know how it works that's when that that's exactly it this is a lot like taking care of your house right yeah this is so the metaphor is perfect and the the will is kind of like the wrench okay here <laughs> we like go the major tool the you're major really gonna tool. need yes you know and your your secondary well and the will I should say is not active until after you die uh-huh, there okay. are three very important documents to have during your lifetime that serve you in just as an important capacity, uh-huh. but um, they're not all encompassing. Mm-hmm. So that would be the power of attorney. We talked, okay. we, you and I went over that in our yep. discussion and you appointed an agent, yes. right? Who yes. has your power of attorney yep. when you're not present. So the power of attorney, you make financial decisions, business decisions they can pay bills for you write Mm. checks for you um the powers can be limited to very standard things um or you can expand them to allow your your agent to make gifts on your behalf they're like your right hand man yeah they are it is it's It's like like the hand of the king it is it's it's like your this is your personal assistant document this is your this is your pinch hitter document i love my executor so or my agent what's it called agent i love my agent so much he's the best well and (laughs) they they have to be the best because you gotta trust the hell out of them (laughs) because if they can sign your checks yep that's an important job oh yeah and so the reason that you would need a power of attorney is pretty simple you're not available to do it yourself so you could be I know you have a trip coming up to Mm -hmm. London right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. let's say you're in London and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden your bank needs you to sign something yesterday Mm -hmm. it's urgent you can tell your agent hey give him a copy of my power of attorney and go sign this for me oh it's so bitchy it is it is so and that's how you should say it powerful yes it's how you should go sign this for me (laughs) go sign this for me Yeah. So so anyway, it, it's fairly simple to understand, extremely important. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also could be you're incapacitated mentally. You know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe you've had a major surgery or you're ill or, you know, right. what, whatever that is, um, people can manage that business on your behalf. Important thing, you need to make sure your agent knows that they're, you're a power of attorney and um, they should have a copy of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the next one is the healthcare power of attorney, very similar to financial. You appoint an agent, 
that can make medical decisions on your behalf in the event that you can't. Obviously, this is not when you're traveling. This is when you are not lucid. Mm -hmm. You are not mentally available Mm -hmm. to make these decisions. Okay, You are not mentally available. You might be in the middle of a surgery and the doctor has to make an on-the-spot decision. And this individual is going to make that decision for you. Oh, yeah. This Um, is serious. Or this person can, you know, agree to certain medication. You know, let's say they you need some pain meds or something Mm -hmm. and um, you're not available to, to say yes to them. They can say yes for you on, Mm -hmm. on your behalf. Um, There's also a section in a healthcare power of attorney where you can opt to designate them to make life sustaining decisions for you. That is one that people um, may or may not agree to, but if you do designate that to your agent, you need to have that conversation with them about what your wishes are, mm-hmm. because it puts it's it's not a bad thing if they're comfortable making those types of decisions, but it does put some pressure on them, and if they don't have an understanding of what your wishes are, that can make that decision kind of hard. Yeah. That's the healthcare yeah. power okay. of attorney. Um, the other document that's kind of the partner to the healthcare power of attorney, and again touches on that end of life treatment Mm -hmm. and decision making is the living will. Mm -hmm. I want to emphasize this. Okay, let's hear it. The living will is not the same thing as the will. The living will is not the same thing as the last will and testament. They are two completely different documents, which is wildly annoying. I feel you. Like But but like the will like gets activated at death. Right. The living will is during life. So we right. got it. Right. We got it. Right. I thank you. <laughs> the problem is, is that there are trusts and living trusts, and those actually can be the same thing. So oh. that's that's why I get frustrated because it's like, couldn't we have picked? There's another word. An yeah. easier thing. Yeah. It's also it also can be called a healthcare directive, and in some states it is because living will seems so confusing. Yeah. Um, this one is a, an optional document. Um, we offer it to our clients. You can also get these uh, healthcare power of attorney and living wills through your hospital, your doctors. There are forms available for these documents where you don't have to pay to get mm-hmm. them. Um, but if you do that, just make sure that they're compliant with whatever state you're in. Yeah. Um, the living will is going to tell, is going to give instructions on life-sustaining treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, if you want... This feels important. It's, it's very important. Yeah. So <laughs> if you find yourself in a vegetative state right. with no chance of recovery, right. your general physician has said there's no chance of recovery. And the second physician has mm-hmm. offered the second opinion that there's no chance of recovery. Then... If you have issued a directive in your living will for them to only provide comfort care mm-hmm. and allow you to pass away, yeah, they do that. Yeah, they, that's their instruction. Right. Okay. Um, if you have a living will and you've got a healthcare power of attorney, now your healthcare power of attorney also has this directive and understands mm-hmm. your wishes, and that yeah. does alleviate pressure from them. Yeah. Um, in the, I should say I cited Ohio law with the two doctors. Um, this also could be if you're in a terminal state and you're not necessarily unconscious, but you're in a terminal state and do not wish to continue life sustaining treatment, Mm -hmm. they can just provide comfort care. 
Well, when um, you say comfort care, was is that like maybe morphine? Morphine, um, like an IV an for IV, like yeah, food too. Things so that you're not suffering okay. as you pass. But would a food that a food would that would be sustaining though? So that would probably not. Well, it just it depends. If you're suffering because you're dehydrated or oh, you know, okay. typically you're not seeing anybody eating when they're in the state that right. I'm aware of. Right, but right, right. if it's for comfort care, I wouldn't disqualify it but i just don't have a straight answer to yeah, that yeah, from yeah. any experience yeah, yeah, no, you know no, no. I'm just wondering. um but i could see more like maybe mild hydration so that you're not suffering from that dehydration yeah. okay um but again i don't know that would be more of a question for a physician I yeah think. yeah okay. yeah um so that's the living will and again healthcare power of attorney i would say that's not optional do that mm-hmm. living mm-hmm. will is optional mm-hmm. right okay. but have the conversation with your agent if you're going to designate them to make life-sustaining decisions for you yeah um, and again, they need a copy of this. Um, also, I would provide a copy of your healthcare power of attorney to your physician. Mm. Um, if you are going to have any surgical procedures done, I would provide a copy of your healthcare power of attorney and or your living will to them as well. Oftentimes, you'll fill out forms, and there'll be a box that says you you know check if you have uh-huh. a healthcare power of attorney, check if you have a living will. So um, most hospitals are trying to make sure that they're informed on this, so that your wishes can be respected. Otherwise, um, you're having physicians make these decisions for you. Or in the case of Terry Yikes. Shivo, oh yeah, remember her? She had a battle between her husband and her parents over you know whether or not to keep her alive, and it was gut wrenching for all of them. Wait, what happened with that? Do you remember yeah. that case? Can you give us a little bit of history yeah. here, what the fit history. Um, it, well, and bear with me. This is like off this the was, cuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the early 2000s. Yes. Um, and she ended up in a vegetative state. Yeah. I don't remember why. I want to say it was an accident, but I don't remember why. Uh-huh. Her husband wanted to allow her to die peacefully, and her parents wanted to keep her alive. And this ended up going all the way to the Supreme Court. Um, and I believe she... Oh. I feel like she woke up, didn't she? Wake? No, no, no. She, she died. didn't. She died. She died. I thought I saw it. You know, it was in the time of like People Magazine. Yeah, like, yeah. Covers, it was a I big felt, thing. Felt like I saw her on the cover yep. alive, but no. And if she had had a healthcare directive, she would have been. They they all would have been alleviated from all of that suffering during their time of grief. So, and honestly, this shame on me. I should have looked this up before we met, but I don't remember the exact ruling of the Supreme Court. But I. I want to say she passed before the ruling came uh, out. I'm not sure. So then in that case, it's just like, okay, we're done with it. Like, Well, they, but it still sets <laughs> legal it was precedent. precedent. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just don't remember. This is so bad. No, it's not. Well, it was like I, 20 years ago. I know, but I should have read up on this before. Um, but I just don't remember if the precedent, if the question was, does the husband have more rights than the parents? Oh. The, I would think the spouse. Yes. And typically... That is true, yes, because the surviving spouse in most states is going to get, if, if you die without a will, is going to get the majority of their spouse's estate yeah. unless they have children that are from a separate partner. Oh, yeah. And then it gets divided up. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. So Terry Schiavo, look her up. You don't yep. want to be in that situation. No. That's pretty brutal. No. Um, so those are the main general documents um, that were a really good fit for where you are right now in life. And yeah. as we discussed... If you end up having any nieces and nephews at some point, um, then you will probably want to, if you decide that you want to leave them directly something, yeah. you will probably want to set up a trust yeah. that would um, break down distributions in an appropriate way, in a manageable way when they're adults. Yeah. 
So I hope to God that I am some rich fucking auntie that gets to leave my nieces and nephews a trust. They would I, be so lucky. Yeah. No, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. That's awesome. We're manifesting that. Okay. All yeah. right. We're manifesting that. Um, no pressure Mm-mm. to family members of Chrissy. No. they. No pressure. No. I, we, I just had this conversation with like, in my family group chat because I was talking about this. I was like, uh-huh. like taking photos. Fo- like I'm going to send, I was going to send everything to them, but I was like taking photos and I was like, okay, like. You know, because it's like the documents are very like legal and serious, yes, right? Like yes. upon the death of Christelle Marie <laughs> Rubio, like she, <sighs> she bestows upon right, like right. whoever. And so I was just like laughing about about that, and I was like, so like you all know that you are also so you're responsible for handling my estate, and then you're also responsible for reproducing. <laughs> I was FYI. like, I got us all to college, so I think I did enough for the family. I think so. I, you know, I, I was well the first done. one. I paved the way. Everyone followed suit. So, like, you're welcome. Your lives are forever changed because of me. I've done enough. That's right. That's right. So now <laughs> make off spring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carry gotta, on the name. Gotta leave it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that gets to trust, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's trust. like, why do I need a trust? What is a trust? Um, a trust is basically a private way to manage your assets outside of probate. Um, and why are we? Av- why do we want to avoid probate? We've been talking about this. Yeah. People, like, why, why do we not want to do that? Thank you for bringing that up because I always just casually mention it. And not everybody knows what probate uh-huh. is. So probate is basically a process where I should say the probate court offers several different services. One is estate administration. So when somebody dies, getting their assets probated on probation until the will is filed or until the heirs at law are established so that the assets can get distributed appropriately. So it's like a purgatory. It is. It's, <laughs> it is a holding pattern. That's yeah. exactly what it is. And it's good. It's good and right because you don't want somebody just to take somebody's stuff and not have any kind of repercussions. This is a way to make sure that legacies are honored and protected, and it's also a total pain in the ass, Mm -hmm. right? But, like, I love probate because I make good money from it, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, So I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying trusts help avoid that. So you pay a little more for a trust up front, but you pay a lot less in attorney fees, Right. When you pass. Right, 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 right. So a trust is basically a private way to manage your assets so that you don't have to put them through probate. And you establish, it's a legal document you establish during your lifetime. You can use it during your lifetime. It can be pre or it can be during life or post-life, okay? Um, it just really depends on how you want to use it. So a trust can set up and allocate distributions annually to family to family members. I talk a lot with my hands, so I'm hitting the mic. Um, To um, distribute assets annually to family members before passing. We don't see that as frequently, except maybe in wealthier families. Um, Like when people hit a certain age, then they get a certain amount. Exactly. Exactly. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. I mean, like... (sighs) That would be... I draft those things, and I'm thinking... A dream. This is nice for you. Yeah, this is good for you. you. I'm really, I love that for you. That's right. I love this trust fund for you. (laughs) What's like the typical, what are people getting, what are people getting trust? And do they like, can they stagger? So you're like, okay, at 18, you get. Yes. Okay. So that's, so that's why people get trust. That's the other reason why. So one's to avoid probate. The other is because you're able to really design a great plan for distribution of your assets Mm. during life or after death. Right, 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 right. And this is, again, why I go back to minor children. 
children. If you pass away with just a will and you have minor children, that's okay. Good job. You've nominated your guardian. You've set up how you want things to to go. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And maybe that's what's best for you right now because trust can be expensive. Mm. Um, But if you can afford a trust and you have minor children... What this does is you can design a stepped-out plan for distribution to your children at certain ages so that they're not getting it all at once and then just feeling like they won the lottery, right? Um, So a lot of times what I see and advise is you could set it up to where – if something were to happen to either the the married couple or to the individual person who has minor children, their children can get – financial support as allocated by the trustee as needed for things like clothes, food, you know, helping to pay bills Mm -hmm. for, you know, any family that's taking care of them, whatever, um, up until the age of, say, 25. Why do we say 25? One, it's around the time when you're really getting started in your career, if you're a college graduate. Now, we're assuming a certain demographic, right? Like, this is not everybody. Um, (laughs) And uh, your frontal lobe is developing. So you actually, your brain's starting to operate as an adult, right? You're making a little less reckless decisions in theory, okay? When I was 25, I I don't know that that was the case. But (laughs) what I always suggest is maybe 50% at 25, and then at 30, the remainder. Mm. And then if at between the age of 25 and 30, say that individual might need something for some, for, I don't know, something special. They're going abroad or yes. they get into a, they have, they're going to vlog they have a severe, summer in Europe. Yes. Or, or they have a severe illness and they <laughs> need money for medical bills. Like yeah. it could be anything yeah, like yeah. that. Okay. Now the trustee has discretion, um, to, to help finance as needed. But then at 30, that's kind of the assumed age for people to start settling down, maybe buying a house, having kids, getting yeah. married, whatever, you know, and you're really starting to adult around yeah. that age, then it's a nice time to receive the remainder of the inheritance. That's kind of a common structure. That is not the only structure. Right. Um, but it allows you to design things like that. Also, a trust can be a great way to manage assets that are a little trickier, like firearms. Oh. Okay. So if you if you are a collector of firearms, I have no opinion either way on this, but I do see it. You can do yeah, you can do specific clauses in your trust that manage the firearms so that um, they How go does to your one beneficiaries. Pass down firearms? Well, Where first do of all, the firearms I mean, go if one dies. Well, it just really depends on whether or not the firearms are within the assets when they contact the attorney, which oftentimes I have theories that perhaps there were at once and they maybe got distributed, you know, that's crazy. I never thought about that. Where do the guns go? So if you're a registered gun owner and you're a responsible gun owner, this is something that you want to manage in your estate planning as well, because what you don't want is somebody taking them, um, that you don't want to have them yeah. or they go to your kid when they're 18 and that's not a responsible age for that, in my opinion, unless they're in the military and know how to, you know, there's yeah. just very good reasons to have a specific clause about tricky things. About your like killing fire. machine. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, legit, <laughs> right? Yes. And, like my dad, he has, um, he, he grew up in West Virginia. Sure. He's, he's Appalachian man. 
he's got some hunting shotguns, you know, and he has three girls and not one of us probably wants them. Yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, what are you going to do with those, right? right? Or, like, no. you might think, oh, this was my dad's. I actually did. They're heirlooms. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It could be heirlooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my point is you want to make sure that within your state you understand what needs to be done, steps that need to be taken. And also you can literally put a specific clause or design a specific trust for your firearms that's separate from your other trust, designating a trustee to manage it until your beneficiary is of the appropriate timing to receive those. Another example um of of things we see go into trust that's pretty wild or like ask, yeah. super extensive wine collections oh hundreds of thousands of dollars of wine oh and like God. how does that get distributed you can like really be specific about that in your trust can you be specific i'm like okay this one is not to be opened until <laughs> I mean you can but you're stretching it there okay. so but yeah but you can like for instance say nobody's to get x you know x percent of this wine collection or this specific um, like whatever wine until this time and it needs to be managed in this way by the trustee I mean you can get pretty specific on it wow. so that's another example or art collections art, yeah. yeah there's all kinds of really interesting things we don't think about that um a trust would be helpful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and the other thing is like, if you have like charities that you want to donate to, but you want to spread it out over the course of time because you don't want them spending it all at oh, once. Oh, that's what a, tr- a trust would handle that. Yep. A trust oh. is a great way to handle that. And so there's all kinds of different, really fantastic reasons to establish a trust. Um, another reason is you're very wealthy and you don't want to be subject to the probate process where attorneys could get up to 10% of your estate, Mm -hmm. you know, in certain states. Like there's a formula for getting paid in probate. We don't do use the formula. We we use an hourly rate, which the formula can end up being a lot more than the value of the work Mm -hmm. or a lot less. Mm -hmm. So we can, we use an hourly rate. And unless if it's under that formula, the court always approves it. If it's above that formula, we have to apply. Yeah. Um, So, and get approval. Um, So anyway, but that's another reason to have a trust is you're, you're very wealthy and, um, again, it's to avoid probate. But now, like, you have these assets where it really makes sense, um, even if you don't have kids, yeah. you know. Um, and uh, th- so those are a handful of reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's other reasons. Uh, you know, the other thing that's a myth that um, I would love to bust is yes, estate taxes, it. trusts, revocable trusts which means you can amend them, restate them, or revoke them. They're also called living trusts. Um, Those trusts do not protect you from estate taxes, okay? The good news is that the federal estate tax level is 13.91 million right now. You got to hit that threshold before you have to be subject to estate taxes. If you hit that threshold, good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Come to me. Yeah. And I will do your documents. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's not most of us. Yeah. So right. it's not a reason to worry about having a trust. Uh, now, Ohio, the state of Ohio does not have an estate tax at this point. They used to. Um, they used to. It was like at 338000 for years and years and mm-hmm. years. Um, but they don't now. Check with your state. See what the estate tax is mm-hmm. in your own state. It varies. Um, it's not super common anymore. But, again, um, a revocable trust is not going to protect you from that. I'm not going to get into it, but I will say that irrevocable trusts do, and they're not very common. And if you have a need for an irrevocable trust, talk to your attorney about yeah. it. 
Um, So that's the documents. It's meaty. Yeah. No, but if it's... It's good. So if, if someone is thinking, okay, this is something I want to get started with, or I, I know I need to do this, um, where, like, what's the best, where, where can they start? Sure. What's the best at course of action yeah. to take? Yeah. So the best course of action first is if you are employed at a corporation, do they offer legal insurance? Hmm. Um, if they offer legal insurance and you decide that the upcoming year you want to establish your estate planning documents, sign up for it. Pay that little extra fee. You'll mm-hmm. save anywhere from $600 to $2,100, mm-hmm. you know, give or take, right? Yeah. I mean, at least in Ohio. In other yeah. states, it could be a lot more. It could be a lot less. But around here, that's average. Yeah. Um, so that's a good way to save money if your corporation offers legal insurance. Um, and then you would just contact an attorney. If Well, I, let me back up. Your legal insurance will give you a list Mm, of attorneys of, of providers that so yes yeah. exactly yeah. and you would In have to network. contact one of those um that being said you don't have legal insurance if you ask around there are probably people that know of attorneys that do it um or google you know yeah. just google um but contact an attorney and or just they can call you what's that yes, they can call you the the oh they, yeah yeah yes. i was like <laughs> The attorneys don't really no, 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 we're not no, no, allowed no. to do that. That's no. an ethical violation. But no, no, no. Yes, no. you can call me. Yes, yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes, Keller yes. Barrett and that, Higgins. That's what you do. Or yep. my colleague, Ellen Keller. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, most estate planning attorneys, if you are a standard individual, forgive me for saying this, large firms, but a smaller law practice is going to probably have a better cost yeah. to do these right? and turn it around quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I have a lot of estate planning friends and large firms and they're excellent attorneys. But if you're, if you're, if you consider yourself middle-class, yeah. a better fit would probably be a smaller law practice. If mm-hmm. you are financially just like bursting at the seams, like you're with the fifth, third bank wealth group, private wealth group. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Go to a large firm. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But if you're kind of our average people do a small practice, they're going to turn it around quicker for you. They're going to be a lot more available. They'll probably do a consult for free. I know I do. Mm-hmm. I, I'll do a 20-minute consult for free and talk yeah. to you about like, yeah. what this looks like. Yeah. Um, so that's where you start. You call an attorney. Yeah. If yeah. you can't afford, cannot afford to um, do this, but you really want to have estate planning documents, there's resources available for you to download. They may not be compliant with the state that you live in in terms of all the laws, mm-hmm. um, but having something is better than nothing. <clears throat> so, like, even, like, the AARP website, oh, okay. they yeah. have legal documents that you can fill out. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't endorse it specifically unless you really can't afford it, but you, let's say you have minor kids, go do, you know, do those documents, get them for free if you have to, and, and just have something in writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about protecting the generations ahead of you. Right, right. Kind yeah. of to get back to, you know, you're going to die. Yeah. You don't know when. Yep. <laughs> you yeah. don't know how. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, the very least you can do to give yourself peace of mind, to give your family peace of mind. Protect your is, legacy. Yeah, is to get these things in order. Yeah. And I think a common misconception if you hear estate planning that it's like, oh, it has to be that you have a lot of assets, right. you have a lot of money. Well, estate is a very fancy word, yeah. right? <laughs> but really, estate's not just your just money. Like your affairs. Right, and your, and your children. Yeah, and your children. Yeah. Your family, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it does. It sounds super fancy, mm-hmm. 
Um, but really, it's not. But really, it's just one of those like personal, like personal hygiene, thi- yeah. hygiene things. It is. And speaking of, you want to keep up with it. You know, we go for physical exams every year. You know, with estate planning, you do not need to do it every year. But we usually check in with our clients every three to five years because major Maybe life changes change. happen. Yeah, yeah, you know, of a course. lot of people will appoint their parents as executors, yeah. and over time, their parents pass. Right. Or you have a falling out with somebody, I'm, or you have a baby, you get married. All yeah. those are reasons, yeah. you know, to update your documents. Yeah, for sure. No, it's good. I, I felt I felt really good after talking to you. I felt good. like, okay, no, I'm like taking action. You know, it's the same feeling you get when you like file your taxes. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. like, yeah, look yeah. at me. And also, thank Jesus that's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> oh, like, go just, ahead. Yeah, just like one of those feelings of like, okay. I'm like one less thing on the m- million thing list that just will like circulate in your mind of like, oh my God, this thing or this thing. or like Right. This. You know, it's the one thing you're like, okay, that's one less. Yes, it is. Now, and the, the other thing I will say, where do you keep those documents? Good All right? point. We wanted to bring yes, this up. Yes, because there I have a personal pet peeve with safe deposit boxes. Because what happens is people will write trusts and write their wills and they want to avoid probate and they will put everything into a safe deposit box and be the only person that's designated to get into that box. And then we have to open probate to get somebody appointed to open that damn box. Oh my box. God, to get it's the box nightmare. that tells yeah, you yeah. that you didn't have to do that right. to begin with. So if you have a safe deposit box, make sure you've got somebody else on that with you that can access it. My personal preference, buy a fireproof safe yeah. or a, a fi- fireproof, fireproof filing cabinet yeah. Yeah. and put your stuff in there and just let somebody know where it is. Yeah. Um, that's much easier. Um, but again, like I understand some folks want a safe deposit box. That's fine. Put somebody on it with you because mm-hmm. you got to be able to get into it after you're dead. That's a really good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. This all feels a lot, a very much like a form of self-care. It is. It is. Peace to- of mind is self-care, right? Yeah. Taking care of you, taking care of your family, taking care of your situation. Mm-hmm. You always seem to me like someone that really has self-care down. I try. Thank you. Can you talk about some of the things that you're like really love? Like what is like, how are you really taking care of yourself now? Well, I'm known for napping. Napping. I've made a name for myself. <laughs> Truly. You um, have. And, uh, and I just, um, I'm a mom with three. Um, I work. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of different things. Yes. And I'm <laughs> a very busy lady. We are very active yes. in Instagram group that's, chat. That's right. That takes up oh, a God. lot of the time. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, There's so much in the girly group. And oh, like, like, if only people could know. It just blows up so fast. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh, I missed 56 messages. Well, those are gone I know to the that they're, they're gone. I'm not, yeah. I, can't, I can't catch up. No. I can't care at this point. No, but it is, it's a lovely thing that to is be a, a part of, of. That is a form of self-care for me, for sure. Oh, yeah. My network of, of girlfriends yeah. is like oxygen. Yeah. I highly recommend that. You have to have it. Yes. It's a non And we got each other's backs. We yeah. know how to lift while we climb. Yeah. And that's what we do. Totally. There's, there's no negative talk. It's all about everybody 
taking care of everybody. Yeah. And so uh, supportive. it's good. And uh, I love to, I, I, I told you earlier um, before we got on this, but I'm not much of a TV watcher and it's not because I'm anti TV. I'm just a really big bookworm. Yeah. And if I'm going to be doing something floppy, it's probably yeah. going to be reading my book. Yeah. Um, That's very in right now. My enlist for 2024, I said, not watching TV when you could be reading. That's, well, that's good. That's, I hope you're reading some entertaining things because I will tell you that one form of self-care for me is avoiding like uh, a lot of the very good self-help type stuff. Uh, I think that there's some great resources out there, but for me... I'm not a self-help book self, person. Self-care for reading is memoir and fiction. Yeah. Like so much fun. Like I need, I need books that like allow me to escape you know yeah. no for sure I'm not a self yeah, I'm yeah. not a self-help book per- I, I actually don't think I have ever made it through entirely I have them I have many spe- books on spirituality and books on bettering yourself yeah. and friendship and romantic relationships and I don't think I have ever made it past 75 percent of one of those books yeah I'm, I can't I don't finish them they have like a, just, a common through line, and I feel like and I'm like that. Once you get it, then yeah. you're like, okay, I, I got once it. Once it locks in, it's like mm. I don't need to keep yeah. doing this. Yeah, and so you know, I, there's a handful of books that I keep that I go back to, but by and large, I'm fiction. Okay, what memoir. are you? Let's talk. I, I'm like really into reading right now. I'm gonna do a whole Patreon episode on like the books oh that gosh. I've read this year and like what I'm liking, I like all that. Read eight books so far this year. Holy shit! We're 31 days into the year. Well, it's January. Have you I noticed know, the weather? Years. What yeah, the yeah, hell yeah. else am I gonna do? So yeah. What have you been reading? So I just got done with this wild book and I think you've touched on this subject before. It's um it was it's this memoir that just came out and I read about in the New York Times and I was like I've got to read this. It's called More. And um it's by a woman. I'm trying to pull up my Goodreads app. It's by a woman. I think her name's Maggie Winters. Anyway, it's about this mother of young children, and she and her husband decide to open up their marriage. And it's less about the open marriage and more about her reckoning and finding herself after, like, becoming a wife and a mother. And that was what kind of really sparked my interest was just, like, that rediscovery of the person and the feelings you felt before. Yeah. Um, and so it was a really good read. I actually listened to that one on, on Audible, and she read it, and it was good. Um, I just read a book that pertains a lot to my work called Mrs. Death, Mrs. Death. Love that. And uh, it's kind of a poetic novel about a writer that meets Mrs. Death, the woman that she's a, she's a woman that, makes people die uh-huh. and she's commissioned to write mrs death's story and it's really it was really interesting um i'm currently reading a book called writers and lovers i'm mm. um, just getting into that i got it off of Is it Ann, fiction yeah i got it off of ann patchett's new to you reels that she does on her parnassus bookstore handle very good. Okay, you might have to send me that because when I come times for book club, I'm in two different book clubs. Ooh, yeah, and I gotta come with the fire reads. Okay, oh, I gotta come. Any, I, hit me up anytime yeah, for fire yeah, reads. Yeah, yeah. I just finished Matthew Perry's memoir. Oh, I heard that was really good. I I, I heard someone like recount it and talk Heart about it. Breaking, yeah, and so good. Um, and then I'm really into the Omgosh series by Elizabeth Strout. So she wrote a, the first book is My Name Is Lucy Barton. Um, I just read O William and Lucy by the Sea and Anything is Possible. (laughs) 
all three from her <laughs> this month. Yeah, I really liked that. Are they series. quick reads? Or are they like they're quick? Okay. And then his and hers, Alice Feeney. She wrote Rock Paper Scissors. I've I've seen the thriller. I've seen the I've I love thrillers. Them. Do you? Yeah, I, I do. I well, I should say I love thrillers written by females that are like kind of girly thrillers. Okay. And then uh, they're just kind of fun. There's yeah. always kind of like a, a weird, twist. tricky yes. best friend or love story. Yes, of course. And lots of like. Yeah, mystery murder. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's most of the ones that I read this this month. That's good. I'm just starting for my new book club, uh, The Ocean at the End of the Lane. Ooh. Which I'm really excited about. Um, I really like so historical fiction is my favorite genre, genre, specifically World War One, specifically Holocaust. World War One. Two. Sorry. Two. Okay. Sorry. Two. Yeah. Two. World oh, War I've two. got a bunch of recos for you. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've got. I've just like annihilated the entire section of borders but um i'm i am obsessed and i also really like fantasy yeah yes well what's your favorite fantasy book so there's a series that the first book is called kashiel's dart okay i've seen a lot of people talking about this <laughs> it's so good it's so good that it's like a little like I can't even say smutty because I we're reading like a smut novel. It happened one summer. It happened last summer. It happened one summer. Okay. For my other book club. Uh-huh. And every, the girlies are like, oh my God, you're going to love this book. It's like so sexy. Like just like fucking like have your vibrator ready. It's so bad. <laughs> I can't like, even like bad, like poorly written. Oh my god, it's poorly written. So like Fifty it's Shades like, of Grey. It's worse than Fifty Shades of Grey. Really? It's worse than Fifty. I'm sorry, girlies. I fucking hate the book. I hated that book. It. I. I mean, I was 19 yeah. when I read Fifty Shades of Grey. So like, we were just like flying through it. It was like, right. oh my god. But even then, it was like, can you you you're saying how many this times same, did she say, oh my, oh my and god, this same fucking <laughs> phrases over and yes. over again. Like, how can you not? So bad. How, how what what editors looking like yeah. how are we doing this right no this this like smut novel that i'm reading right now is even worse it's so bad but there there's just this like i think general kind of gravitation towards that type of novel right now like people are like into the smut but this fantasy like this was it's like it's not trying to be like sexy and smutty it just is like you know what I mean? Yeah, it just yeah. like it just like naturally happens. It's not like the center of the book. It's not like what uh-huh. by any means. It's just like as it would make sense for these people to be intimately involved, uh-huh. they are right. and they do a great job of explaining it. Okay. All right. It's good. That's cool. That now that's kind of like that more book I'd mentioned earlier. There's some pretty interesting scenes in there where but it's very matter of fact and just like yeah. part of the book. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so you yeah. like this book. Um the 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 sci-fi the fantasy series oh the fantasy series yeah, yeah, yes yeah, but that. the but the book club book no, is I hate an it. epic failure it's total it's so okay. bad i'm 100 i'm 100 pages in i'm stalled at 100 pages i haven't even gotten to the sex yet so it's like you know what it's like what i'm going to tell you what it's like if you ever watched porn yeah at the beginning of the porn there's like they try to have a storyline oh yes, yes 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 and it's Terrible. Yes. And you just skip through right. to get to the part that you want to get to because no one gives to a shit about porn. you walking into the <laughs> dentist office and like trying to act. Like that's what it's like. This oh, book is like. Oh my gosh. That's what this so book is bad. Like. So it's bad. So bad. So m- my question to you is when you don't like a book, do you finish it? <sighs> yeah. 
I don't. Good for you. And, and, and let's go back to dying. This is your one life. I know. <laughs> and if, it, if I wasn't in the book club. So it's the duty to your book club. It's the duty mates. to the book club. Okay. That I will finish. Even okay. though the la- the Wind Up Bird Chronicles, I was reading I was reading that book and I didn't finish it before book club. But that was because I joined a little late. But I liked that book. Okay. I really do. Gotcha. Isn't that the one you commented on? You commented that? The, the, Jap- the Japanese Oh, yeah. Author. Haruki Murakami. Yes. Yeah. So I haven't read that book, but I like him. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. read several of weird. his books. He's a very weird writer. He's yeah. very stream of conscious, borderline poetic. It's also translated from Japanese. Which I didn't have a problem with. Yeah. Some people in the book club had a problem with it. They couldn't get into it. But I just... It's more like art. Yeah, and and I read it thinking like this is a Japanese person writing this yeah. and how they would talk and the cadence of the language and, and a like, Japanese male. A Japanese There's a male. cultural thing to that too. Totally. Yeah, it was yeah. and it takes place in the 70s, yeah. so it's I like I need to read that. It's good. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you borrow the copy when I'm I haven't finished yet, but I'm I'm getting close. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, Thanks. so great reading, big self-care for you. Big. Yeah, I I, I do yoga and Pilates. Yeah. I like that. I work out at Fit Philosophy, and I also work out uh, doing Logan's um, Vedic yoga I, on Fridays. Everyone is talking about the yeah, yoga Yeah, she's getting ready to offer it. This is um, at the Breathing Room mm-hmm. in Flourish Ayurveda, and yep. she is going to be offering... I think three classes a week once her center opens up. So, so cool. very excited about that. Um, yeah. And yeah. I don't know. I just like to pal around and sometimes pal I get really, around. exactly. Sometimes I get really introverted and I just like stay at home. I like puzzles. Yes. And I'm doing a paint by number and it's absolute torture. It but is? I'm going to finish it. Why is it well, torture? I felt, well, first of all, we, you've How talked many? to Enneagram before. I'm an eight. Yeah. That thing is telling me what to do. That's hard like that. for me. You don't like that. It's hard for me. I love that. And um, but I feel and it's slow going, and I'm like one of those people that's like I would like to execute, like mm-hmm. get it done. Mm-hmm. And this is like making me slow down. So we're talking about discomfort earlier, um, and I mentioned sometimes being uncomfortable is not mm-hmm. a bad thing, right? Mm-hmm. It gives us some lessons. Yes. So I'm staying with it, much like you are with your book. Yes, I'm staying with it. I'm gonna finish it. So the paint by numbers, it's like it is it just what I think it is? There's like a picture and it's there's a canvas a, there's, with acrylic canvas mm-hmm. with acry- how many different colors uh this one has like maybe 28 ish oh yeah it's very detailed and i like i want to do that i love art and i've i've painted before so this is not new to me this is more like reintroducing me to something that i let go of a long time ago and so just like getting the feel for painting again and like it's a good way to kind of wade into the water and Definitely. reacclimate to yeah. art um, and like stretch my patience. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I might want to do that. Yeah. So that sounds fun. It is. It, it's it's uh, it's like a puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. But I get more satisfaction out of popping a piece together. Mm, I know. It you is know, so there's satisfying. a little dopamine, dopamine hit it's to so that. It's so satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Whitney, is there anything else we're missing? Um, the only thing I can think of is you had mentioned wanting to touch on kind of the gender gap around oh, the state yeah, planning yeah, yeah, documents. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm only going to mention it briefly. Just, yeah, let's hear. Just to say, first of all, only a third of the U.S. has estate planning documents in place in our population. Okay, wow. that's number one. Okay, we want to be like top. Let's get so, that up. Yeah, like, yeah. We like, just went through COVID. We yeah. know, like, they, we should have these in place. Yeah, people okay? listening, like, you are the type of people that want to be in the top percentage exactly. of people doing things that you should do good for themselves. So, exactly. there you go. 
According to a DA Davidson survey, they're a uh, large financial management group, 72% uh, of women are without an estate plan. 72%. Fift compared to 59% of men. Fuck that. Okay. Here's the deal, ladies. We live longer than men. All right? Fuck Statistically that. Statistically speaking, the majority of surviving spouses that I handle are women. They're wives in hetero <sighs> couples, of course. Um, they're the women that survive. Um, so it's kind of ironic that men have more estate planning documents right. done. Um, it is. Women live an average of five years longer than men. So we want to make that. sure. I love that for us. Right? <laughs> we want to make sure that our assets last longer. Should you become widowed in your old age, you want to plan for this. Um, so just so you know, the ages, women's life expectancy is 79. And Is this in the U.S.? Yes, in the U.S., according to the CDC 2021 79? survey. 73 for men. <laughs> right? Like, just keep eating the Like, the, sucks to the meat. suck, bro. <laughs> like, what? 73? Uh, yes, yes. So. Um, I feel like that's like the start of your elderly yeah. life. Right? You know? That's like, that's retirement at this point. Yeah. For, like, most of us. Okay. So, women, what's happening is, one, and this is a generational thing. You're going to see this, this gap close. Yeah. Okay? One, you know, I just talked about companies offering legal insurance. I get just as many calls from women as I do for men. Mm. Okay? Um, so, it's less common now. But you're talking about, like, an age group. Let's see here. 81% uh, of people over 72 have a will. Okay? So that demographic is going to be more dominant in the, in the men handling the estate planning stuff mm -hmm. because of that generation. 45% um, of people over the age of 55 have a will. And then 27% of 25 to 54-year-olds have a will. Woo. Right. So let's get, that, let's get that demographic up. Yeah. Right? Um, that being said, the reason I was looking up reasons why this is, of course, the first reason I'm just going to say the patriarchy, right? Mm -hmm. The systems were created at a time when white men were the only ones with access to do this stuff. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. So that's changing. But as with anything else, change takes time. Um, so, you know, now women are coming forward and saying, hey, listen, I need my documents. Uh, married couples, they'll get them together. Mm -hmm. I'm getting contacted by husbands or wives. You know, mm -hmm. it could be either way. Mm -hmm. um, the really important thing to know, though, is that if you're um, part of our, our biopic citizens, you've got a 20% less 20% less likely chance of having your estate documents than the non-biopic people. So let's wow. get that statistic up too. Yeah. Again, we yeah. go back to systemic access. Yeah. This is becoming more accessible now. Let's close the gap. Yeah. There's yeah. no reason not to. Women, your stuff is just as important. Your legacy is just as important. Yeah. The generations ahead of you are just as important. Honor your legacy. Relieve your family of stress and do your documents. And if you're married, make the phone call to the attorney. Yeah. You don't need your husband to do that. Yeah. I'm not I'm not being presumptuous because most women are like, I know that. Yeah, right, right. Thank right. you so much. <laughs> right, 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 right. But I'm just to have to make all the other phone calls anyway. That's so right. I'm gonna like <laughs> right after I call the doctor for yeah. my kid. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's what I wanted to touch on on that to answer your question. I love that. Yeah. That's good. That's and, a perfect place to end. And you won't yeah. find me in a suit at my law office. So no, pretty pretty chill. No, like you're in cute. like a luxurious 
white sweatsuit that I'm so envious. Where is that Mono fr- sweats. This is a Fabletics acquisition. Oh my yeah. God, it's good. Thank you. so comfy, but chic. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. And I just got chic a- sweats. I just got a solid gray pair of sweats from Skims that I also enjoy. Pretty much live in those at How home. are the Skims? I don't have any Very Skims. Very nice and soft and lightweight. Okay. Yeah, I, I, uh, I felt good about that purchase. Okay. Um, I did. Um, so, but at the law office, we are three women. And we are very friendly. The, the, the third of us is a family law attorney. I don't touch that stuff, and neither mm-hmm. does my colleague, Ellen. So if you want estate planning stuff, come to me and Ellen. If you need family law help, Tina Barrett is yeah. a great attorney to talk to. Um, we do happen to take um, ROG legal insurance and MetLife. Ooh. So if you do have legal insurance, you'll see our names on that list. Um, and... I think that's about it. Where can people get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of you? So you can look up our firm online, Keller Barrett and Higgins. Um, I also started a fun little Instagram handle yes. just to, uh, it's Whitney Ellison ESQ Esquire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Whitney Ellison ESQ and just try to like keep it real about getting your stuff done and answering yeah. frequently asked questions. You can find me there. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's, that's Perfect. it. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was such a bright spot in my gray January day. Nothing like talking about death to brighten <laughs> your day. Truly. Because <laughs> I feel good because I'm sitting pretty. Death can come That's for right. me when death wants to come for me. I'm cool. Oh, yeah. And one last thing. <laughs> this is not legal advice. I am just educating oh, yeah. you. Right. We so, have to say that. Yes. Not legal advice. That's right. I ain't your attorney. Mm-hmm. You did not sign a fee agreement with mm-hmm. me. You mm-hmm. are free to carry on about your business. Absolutely. That's right. Good stuff. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Whitney. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at Chrissy Gurley, K-R-I-S-S-Y-G-I-R-L-I-E, and at What The Fit Podcast. If you're loving What The Fit, please help spread the word. Send it to a friend, share it to your story. And if you are looking for even more exclusive content, become a Patreon member. You can find it at patreon.com slash whatthefitpodcast. Love ya.